0: Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Form of Human, episode number three. It's exciting. We're getting up there in the, the triple digits. No, I'm just kidding. That was a horrible joke. Anyway, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. This is the place where we try and blur the lines of bias by telling real human stories. A bit of feedback I've heard is that people sometimes can get confused by what we're actually trying to do. So I'm going to try and be more explicit with each section that we're going through. In our first section, we're going to retell the story by a voice actor without any of the biases confirmed. We have all the biases removed as much as possible to get the real human story interacted. I hope you like it.
1: Uh, So almost every morning before I leave my apartment, I always grab two pieces of fruit uh, because my backpack has two pockets. And I never know if I'm going to run into my slightly crazy homeless friend or that uh, cute girl on my way to work. Uh, I'm a commuter. Duh. (laughs) Uh, And I usually go by train or motorcycle if it's a great day, but usually it's the train. Uh, Because we're all on, on a schedule. Like, some people's schedules end up overlapping. Like, you're leaving from the same place. You're not always arriving at the same place, but you're leaving at the same time. And people are creatures of habit, so they often tend to congregate in the same cars. Like, some people always go to the front car, the back car, the middle car, three cars from the back. We all have our preferences, I guess. Uh, Personally, I always either go to the front car or the back car of the train. And as soon as I get there, (laughs) there she is. Uh, This one girl that I always see there every morning, she just looks so down-to-earth, like she's she's just, she's just obviously going about her day, like, her business every day, you know, and like, I always think about saying hi to her, but she always seems pretty engrossed in what she's doing, which is, like, <laughs> just like, riding the train, I don't know, so I never say hi, but in my mind, I'm always, like, hey, random train rider girl, and sometimes I, like, say hi to her in my brain, like, hey, good morning, and on days when she's not there, I'm thinking, uh, I don't know, I'm thinking, is she running late, or maybe she got here earlier, or maybe she's even working overtime, I don't know. But I always have these weird thoughts about this stranger, it's like, oh, I have all these conversations with her in my head, and when I see her again, then I'm thinking to myself, hey, how's it going, I haven't seen you in a while, that sort of thing, but I never actually vocalized this conversation, and I think I've made eye contact with her, like, like twice, but I feel like I know her somehow. I know she likes wearing jeans with brown shoes and she has this really cool watch that I always think is pretty awesome. She always wears a ponytail. I don't know, I've, I've observed such strange things. Like She likes reading and she likes standing on the left side of the car. I don't know just gathered this information inadvertently. Like I'm not, I'm not stalking her, but our lives have sort of, have sort of interacted. And there are a few people like on this train that I feel like I've connected without ever really connecting with them. Cause that's one thing that's interesting. As I leave the train, I make part of my daily habit to create this guy who lives on the streets. Like, whenever I run into him, I reach into my bag and give him one of my fruit, but when I'm on my motorcycle and don't see him, I usually find someone else to give the fruit to. But he's this guy with, like, short dreadlocks, and he's a little crazy. Like, he shouts at traffic, like, wanders through the streets, and sometimes he's sleeping on the streets. But I always smile and wave at him, and he recognizes me from far away, and he waves at me. And if I don't see him in a week or two, I... I genuinely get worried about the guy, like, where's he been and why haven't I seen him and, like, was he taken away to some mental institute? I don't know, so I, like, I genuinely find myself concerned about this guy who's a complete stranger to me other than these hellos. Like, I don't know his background, I don't know his life, but I know he likes apples and bananas sometimes. know, I, like, I sort of know his, his hangout spots every now and, and, like, I know where to walk by to meet him, but, um, so yeah, so it's, like, our lives intersect all the time, and, and I don't know, it's just one of those relationships that I feel like, I feel, I felt that other people would really care to know about, so I haven't really told anyone but my bigger friend guy, <laughs> or the train girl, um, yeah. I really talk to anybody else about them, but they're both like actually an integral part of my everyday life somehow. Like, I'll see them at least two or three times a week. I don't know. I got to go to work and do my work like everybody else, and then on my way back home, I remember I'm low on fruits. So I think I'll stop by the shop and grab some more apples or bananas, or oranges. Maybe I'll like mix.
0: Connected most of the story is how we need a human connection with the people around us in close proximity to us. I recall when I was in in China and t- took a lot of public transportation, I used to come across something very similar. You know, we'd see the same people. Going back and forth, I wouldn't always like many of them or some of them, um, but I still was very curious. And this, this, this wonder of what they're thinking and where they're going was was in the air. How were you able to connect with our guest today? Was it our guest's way of of being able to empathize with people, or um, perhaps our guest's way of showing humanity to to the to the homeless guy? Perhaps it was just our guest's way of picking up particular details about the people around. Give it some thought. Here in the next section we'll divulge as many factual statements about our guest as possible that will hopefully trigger some remnants of bias in our minds so that we know that there's possible, that it's possible for us to connect with people even though we don't agree or um, understand where they're coming from. What I'll do is I'll play the song of earth in the background to remind us that we're all from one planet, it's all a a beautiful mess that we're coming together as one humanity to, uh, to be and to live. So without further ado, let's learn a bit more about our guest.
2: I'm a South African citizen. Although I would say I don't feel like my home is anywhere per se. Um, I left South Africa when I was 12, and then I spent the next six years in China until I graduated from high school and moved directly to the U.S. to study there. Um, and now I've decided to come back. I've been back in South Africa now for about a year and a half, but I I find myself often feeling like. You know, China isn't really home, the States, nor South Africa, so I feel like I'm a bit of a global citizen, if you would. (laughs) I would put myself on the spectrum of uh, atheist agnostic. I don't write off the idea that there might be a higher being, but I don't ascribe that belief to any particular religion or um, way of life, so I guess agnostic would be a better description. I think politics are crucially important to a functioning society, however, um, I innately distrust politicians, which is a bit of an issue, and I generally find myself leaning towards a more liberal stance, um, or more democratic in the States, if you would. Uh, In South Africa, I also align with the democratic alliance. I identify as a non-gender conforming lesbian, which pretty much means that I don't always wear clothes that are highly feminine. I don't present in a traditionally feminine way. I, I, do not, I do not identify with a particular ethnic group. However, I would consider myself a Caucasian. In South Africa, I think I'm middle class. I wouldn't say that I'm lower middle class. In terms of the world, I would say lower middle class. I weigh approximately 150 pounds. And I am five, five. I'm a finance and payroll administrator. Although my part-time job, which I pay for, is uh, is going to a martial arts academy, which is pretty much like ten hours a week. So I can put it like my part-time job, but most other people wouldn't. <laughs>
0: Well, I hope some of your biases were exposed so that you could look them head on and confront them. Um, now onto our next section of the podcast, The Conversation. What I love so much about this conversation is how, how analytical we get about um, relationships and connections and what they mean and how we, how we integrate with them. But we also go to some, some soft, sensitive places that um, were really meaningful to both of us. I, uh, I hope you enjoy it and get a lot out of this conversation. So the theme in in the story that came out to me was this thing of connection and relationship. Why do you think that you connected the way you did to the people on the way to work?
2: It was a particularly natural connection that probably occurred mainly because of my circumstances, uh, I Would maybe to instead call it an opportuni- opportunistic connection. Um, so I think with the girl on the train to be more specific, um, I connected to her because of the way that she dressed, um, the book that she was reading, her posture, her attitude, the way that she interacted with other passengers because I feel like you can you can deduce a lot of a lot about a person by just observing them and I think in that I sense that I might, you know, that I might have commonalities with her, and and that subconsciously probably prompted me to start thinking about uh, this connection, however one-sided it may have been. Um, I think that's what might have instigated this opportunistic connection, if you would. If you're trying to break it down.
0: It seems like connection I mean connection is just tricky for everybody you know and you you mentioned how you traveled a lot growing up how now that you're in one place and you're kind of doing your thing and you've got a job and you've got people friends how do you feel like moving around has affected your ability to be able to connect or has it
2: well, I think it has it really has um, and I think it happens in ways that people really aren't aware of unless they themselves have traveled extensively. Um, here, you know, and this is why is because um, I feel like when people are talking about their high school days, they are often in a Western society imagining a school with at least two thousand people, sometimes more, um, depending on where you went or how big your town was. Sometimes less, you know. They're not expecting a graduating class of ten people, with um, half of them being Korean, and, and like that's not. So it's not a. It's not even like when I say I, I lived in China, people think, oh, did you go to a Chinese high school? Oh, are you homeschooled? Like they already have. They start formulating this thing, this part of my of my life that they can't really understand, and often they don't even know how to ask questions about it. So they just leave it, and then it's. It's like a, there are these huge chunks of my life, high school, middle school, college, where people have no context or frame of reference. They automatically assume that I've had similar experiences to what they've had, but I haven't. Like, once someone was talking about a 90s party, and I was like, shoot, how would I even dress up for, like, a 90s party? And they're like, oh, and then like, started listing all these things, and I was like, yo, like, I was in China for a lot of that part of my life, and, like, I don't know. Like, so, communist society, you know, we don't... I didn't see any of this stuff. Um, okay, but cool. I, I guess now I know how to dress 90s, you know. I don't, just weird little things like that where when you start to realize that people's contexts are completely different than your own, and, and it totally shapes the way that you that you process information and interact with different cultures and languages. And it just, I don't know, I think the way that people approach problems when they've lived overseas is, is totally different than someone who's who's never left their you know, state, province, whatever you want to call it.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. How do you feel like people would how do you wish people would approach you then like to try and connect in an ideal world?
2: Well, I guess I would, I don't know, just asking, asking more questions about it. I, it would and I think it would come a lot later in any friendship or relationship, but just to, just to even first understand to go beyond, Oh, you left overseas. Cool. Like what did, did you eat something weird? <sighs> like, No, to go beyond that and say, you know, like, how did, how do you think it affected your life and the way that you perceive culture or whatever? Because that question is already showing that they're thinking your life wasn't like mine. And then, and they're like, and I can be like, oh, well, here's how I think this affected me. What was your life like? Like, what was it like being in a South African high school? Because I have no idea. I've literally asked people that question where I'm like, can you just tell me about what this means? Like, what, what did you actually experience in, in this setting? Because I totally missed it, you know? And and I would ask them that question and they would never think to ask me back like, oh, what was your experience? Because to them, the only thing they can see is their own experience, you know? So I don't know, I think just, just open-minded questions that, that, that actually depict the fact that they've recognized that there is a difference and that you have lived an entirely different life. It's a good start.
0: If there's one thing that you wish people knew about you when they first see you, what do you wish they would know?
2: Uh, that I have a sensitive little soul. <laughs> I actually just wrote a song about this last night, uh, but there's that part that goes, don't you know I had a say? So don't you know? You know? and um, and I think a lot of people, because I'm such a strong personality, I'm very assertive, I'm very decisive. Uh, I know what I want, and I will. I know what to do to get it, and if I can't get it, then, you know, I'll 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 back off, and it's fine. But like, I'm a chaser. I'm an initiator. And that can often come off so intimidating that people think that I'm a robot that doesn't have feelings. And I have I have a lot of feelings. I'm like a little teddy bear. I'm so mushy-gushy inside. I'm all about feelings. i like cuddling. Um, <laughs> and people often don't think about that just because all they see is how gold German I am. Or, you know, they see the harder parts of me first before they they understand that I'm very soft, actually I'm a very soft person. Um, I might not be in the ideal place right now where I can say I feel like my life is whole and complete in terms of different aspects of relationships, different types of relationships, different types of connections. Uh, in a lot of ways I think I'm not. I don't, I don't feel like my life is complete, I often find myself feeling lonely, um, but at the same time, knowing that and feeling that, I can still say that I'm satisfied with the connections I have because I know that they're worth it. So I'd rather be in a state of deficit, if you would, and let, let the few connections I have be really good, really quality, than to be flailing around, trying to grasp for empty, empty connection and having like a fake, like a fake replacement, you know, so yeah, I think I'm in an interesting part of my life that I, that I suspect a lot of 20 somethings are in, frankly, where you're still trying to establish a place in the world and, and fulfill these, all these different aspects of, of connections, all these different needs that you have, levels of needs, romantic, social, work, you know, um, and you're still trying to establish those things and I think, I guess the only thing, the crux of the issue for me is that while in this process of establishing all those connections and all those relationships, I guess I feel like I'm doing okay even though I haven't reached my goal, even though I don't feel happy all the time, I still feel like i um, where I'm supposed
0: to be. Thank you so much to our guests for sharing that story with us and engaging in a fascinating conversation as well. your vulnerability and your willingness to share our guests identity will be revealed here in the next few days on the facebook group on the form of human facebook group Um, so stick around for that this is a particularly special one to me and i'm sure you guys some of you probably already know why and some of you will find out soon enough um in relation to the releasing of the podcast we're going to shake things up a bit we're gonna we've decided to launch to you guys first the first week and then after that making the corrections going to release to a wider audience and start marketing the podcast to try and speed up um distribution and um, getting this message of blurring the lines of bias out there we think it's important now especially with the election season coming up and i'm sure that you guys will agree um that we need we need more of this material out there um to come here real soon within the next few moments is the actual song that our guest wrote and, and sang. It's it's beautiful, so stick around for that right after the credits. Thanks so much for joining in and listening. It really means the world to us. I am Brown Rigwoles, your host, and this is Form of Human. Special thanks today to our reader, Gabriel Chandler. Our producer today is Morgan Irish, our business development strategist is Nikki Wolves and our graphic designer is Joe Canfield. Music today was by Lobo Lazar and Jazar on the free music archives go check them out, they're awesome and uh, without further ado, here's that track
3: I'm giving to earn a little bit of living I'm singing to meet my soul again Just give it up Cause I'm giving everything and seeing a till I'm empty Don't you see I'm feeling lonely, don't you see And I'm running empty, don't you see, don't you see
0: And if you're still here and listening You must really love the show And if that's the case I would love to ask you personally a question So um, PM me on, on Facebook Brownriggwools is my name I mean, I'm the only one on there, so feel free to shoot me a a friend request and a message if I'm not your friend already, and I have a question I'd like to ask you. Um, Thanks so much for being involved in the show. It, It means the world to us. I hope you have a great week.